2: Jussie Smollett has a lot of explaining to do. Right now, he's out on $100,000 bail after turning himself into the Chicago cops at 5 o'clock this morning. And boy, are the cops mad, especially the police superintendent. Uh, His name's Eddie Johnson.
3: This announcement today recognizes that Empire actor Jussie Smollett took advantage of the pain and anger of racism To promote his career. I'm left hanging my head and asking why. Why would anyone, especially an African-American man, use the symbolism of a noose to make false accusations? How could someone look at the hatred and suffering associated with that symbol and see an opportunity to manipulate that symbol to further his own public profile? How can an individual who's been embraced by the city of Chicago turn around and slap everyone in this city in the face by making these false chart claims? Bogus police reports cause real harm. They do harm to every legitimate victim who's in need of support by police and, and investigators as well as the citizens of this city.
2: And uh, I have an answer for you on how could somebody do that. Who would do that? It would be somebody who has a ridiculously inflated opinion of himself and his importance on the planet. That's who it is. Anyway, it's... uh it's too bad Johnny Cochran, F. Lee Bailey, and uh, Robert Kardashian aren't available. They could have defended uh, Jussie. Mark Garagos, who's a big-time lawyer, been on some big cases, he's uh, part of the defense team, and they say they'll mount a vigorous defense. So hes I guess he's not going to be pleading guilty, at least not now. They have a lot of work to do. Meanwhile, 20th Century Fox says they're evaluating their options and and considering their options, evaluating the situation, actually, and considering their options, which means he may not be seen much in future episodes of Empire, which means I'm just going to have to stop watching. And today we have a perfect example of what kind of show we like to do around here, by the way. Uh, Coming up after the break, it's sports, kind of, uh, but a lot more than sports. Last night, Zion Williamson, Williamson, I should say, of Duke, uh, tripped. And hurt his knee when his Nike shoe just kind of blew up. And it was only 36 seconds into the game. He had to leave uh, with a knee injury. And now there's a lot of talk about how he's risking millions because he's a freshman and can't play in the NBA uh, right now. Sally Jenkins is a columnist for the Washington Post. She ripped the NCAA over it today. She will be here to talk about that. And after that, we have a guy talking about another hoax. Nothing to do with Jussie Smollett. This would be climate change hysteria. So, really, where else are you going to get variety like that? It's all coming up right here on the John Stagerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Stick around.
4: Are you about to pay double for roof replacement or repair? If you haven't called Windows or us, you just might. On up to $20,000, Windows R Us will match any competitor's price. No hidden fees or surprises ever. Schedule a free roof inspection today. Mention AM 1250 for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company. Windows R Us, more than a window company. Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com.
5: The average person considers estate planning just for the wealthy.
1: Attorney Michelle Conti, host of Conti's Law, on estate planning for the everyday person. There's
5: a lot that goes into it. People take more time picking out what car they're going to buy, where they're going to go to dinner, as opposed to what happens to my children. The state will dictate who gets what if you don't indicate who is to receive your stuff upon your passing. We want to make sure we plan appropriately so that they get the best of both worlds. They continue to receive the benefit and they get the inheritance. The other thing you have to think about is tax planning. We try to be proactive in the approach that we minimize any type of tax consequence when somebody dies, depending on the value of the estate. These taxes range anywhere from 4.5% to 40%. So we try to make sure that the beneficiary will receive as much as they legally are able to.
1: Hear more on Conti's Law, Sunday morning at 8.30. Here on The Answer. For immediate help, visit ContiLawPGH.com. I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier
2: Home purchase lender. Today's fluctuating interest rates can leave you with unexpected higher mortgage payments. At Quicken Loans, we've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates so you can buy a home with certainty. It's called Rate Shield, and here's how it works. With Rate Shield, you can lock your interest rate while you shop for a new home. So if rates go up, you don't have to worry. And here's the best part if rates go down, you get the lower rate. With Rate Shield, we really have you covered. Here are more reasons why you'll want to work with America's largest mortgage lender. For nine years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. And for the fifth year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in the nation for mortgage servicing. Rate Shield, another way we can save you money on your mortgage. Call us today at
6: 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Based on Rocket Mortgage data in comparison to public data records, Rachel approval only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply.
7: Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses. And right now, listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash America. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash America. One more time. To try it for free, go to ziprecruiter.com slash
0: America. The John Steigerwall Show. AM twelve fifty, the answer.
2: Well, the biggest college basketball the game of the year, uh, game of the year was last night. Um, North Carolina, Duke, North Carolina won eighty-eight to seventy-two. And um, but that's not what everybody's talking about. Zion Williamson of Duke. Um considered the best NBA prospect since uh, LeBron James, actually, he, he actually blew a tire. His Nike shoe just kind of tore up and his foot came through it. And he took a tumble and uh, hurt his knee, had to leave the game. Uh, Duke said today that it's not a serious injury. Some people thought it was uh, based on the way it looked. Uh, they, I think they call it a mild sprain. They don't know how long he's going to be out, but it's not going to be any length of time, I guess. Sally Jenkins is a sports columnist for the Washington Post. She says that this is about a lot more than the final score of the game uh, last night. And uh, Sally Jenkins joins us now. Sally, thanks for being here.
8: Hi, thanks for having me.
2: So um, the, the headline of your piece is, Zion Williamson injury makes clear the NCAA has turned education into a risk. Why do you say that?
8: Well, because if the NCAA did what was right and and paid players, allowed players to uh, earn a living off their own likeness and their own talents the way everyone else in the university system does, uh, Zion Williamson would not have had to jeopardize his future by playing in the Duke-North Carolina game. Uh, He would have been paid. By Nike for wearing the shoe that blew up on him on that court.
2: Oh, that, that's true. Um, and that's different from uh, saying that Duke or any other school should pay a basketball player a salary.
8: That's correct. I mean, there's lots of debate, legitimate, uh, smart debate about, you know, the wisdom of, of funneling money through universities to athletes. Does that suddenly make them employees rather than students? you know, and so on and so forth. But what really is indisputable at this point is that universities are improperly depriving athletes of the ability to test their value in the marketplace. Uh, The way Mike Krzyzewski can do, Roy Mm -hmm. Williams can do, uh, you know, uh, the entire Duke Athletic Department and North Carolina Athletic Department is full of people making million-dollar salaries uh, in this marketplace called college athletics. And for some reason, the only people who can't make a dime are the athletes. And what I always compare it to is, you know, I always ask people, now, you know, you didn't have a problem when Jodie Foster went to Yale and made movies while she was there and made money off her acting talent while she was a student. Why would you have a problem if a basketball player who has a real genius does the same thing? We've created a whole separate class of citizens uh, in in NCAA athletes, and it ought to be illegal.
2: Well, it's because of uh, their love, um, supposed love of amateur purity, um, you, you're not, you don't laugh, Sally. Come on, they're serious about that.
8: Well, I mean, you know, uh, okay, so are we going back to the Victorian era? You yeah. know, that's the last time we talked about uh, athletes as, you know, amateurism being pure. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really such an outmoded system, and the only reason it persists is because what I call the men with no fingerprints, which is NCAA administrators who are making obscene salaries based on their uh, work, for the money, uh, don't want to take less so that athletes can get a little.
2: Yeah, I think you mentioned one of the athletic directors who's making a million dollars a year.
8: Well, we have 50 athletic directors in this country at major universities, a lot of them state schools, who are making uh, over a half a million dollars a year. Mm -hmm. uh, And they are uh, essentially getting their cut of the apparel company deals, the television... Uh, deals, You know, all of the money that's flowing into uh, basketball programs that play on television and have apparel deals, uh, you know, their salaries are, are partly paid out of, you know, a lot of this largesse that, that is really driven by the athlete, and the athlete is the only one not participating in it.
2: And we're talking to Sally Jenkins, columnist for the uh, Washington Post. Um, but how much of this is about the NBA and how much of it is about the NCAA? There you know, are...
8: it's about it's about fifty yeah. fifty. The NBA rule, but they collude. You know, to, sure. to use a word that's been bounced around quite a lot lately.
9: Mm-hmm. The
8: NBA age limit. The, the the NBA age limit was really a rule written in consultation with the NCAA. You know, they're in it together.
2: The NFL has the same thing. Yeah. It's just it's it's you have to stay longer before you can get into the yeah, NFL. I mean,
8: look, NBA owners and NFL owners, uh, they want to be able to assess talent. If if you know if you take a, a flyer on a, a young LeBron James, you don't know how he's going to turn out. You're fortunate that he turns out to be LeBron James, but you know they want a little preview of what they're going to get. Uh, in the case of of Zion Williamson. Uh, they wanted to see, you know, the merchandise before they're going to, you know, spend all that dough. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's in their best interest to uh, funnel these kids to universities first.
2: Well, here's, here's my problem. And I, I refer to whenever possible when writing or talking about the NCAA uh, when it comes to sports, uh, when it comes to the big sports, uh, basketball, football, um, that it's a cesspool and that uh, it's nothing but just uh, hypocrisy, corruption, and stupidity. And here's the thing, and this is a perfect example, Sally. You have a kid playing—at least he was playing baseball there until this past year—and I don't know where he's going to be, unless he signed somewhere today. But Bryce Harper, okay, uh, nineteen years old, he was playing for the uh, for the Nationals, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and um, nobody asked him what his grades were. His ability to play professional baseball was never tied to his SAT scores or what he, uh, what kind of grades he got in high school. He didn't have to go to class. Uh, that's not an NCAA thing. That's a baseball thing. And, you know, here in Pittsburgh, we've had uh, – nobody's ever asked uh, Mario Lemieux what his SAT scores were or Sidney Crosby or, and more recently, uh, Andrew McCutcheon. They all played something called minor league sports. Uh, in the case of uh, Crosby, of course, it was um, junior hockey. But you've got Alex Ovechkin there in Washington. He's had a pretty good career. I'm pretty sure he might have been 18 when he started playing. Uh, again, his, hoc, his ability to make money as a hockey player or as a professional athlete has nothing to do with his ability or interest in um, studying a Chaucer or doing math. So the, to me, the problem is always focused on the NCAA, but it's the monopoly that baseball and football have and, and, and also the NBA. Uh, I'm sorry, the, the monopoly that the NBA and the NFL have that caused the problem more than anything. The NCAA takes advantage of it.
8: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with you, but the NCAA has a monopoly as well. Sure. I mean, what's, what's the option? If you're, if you're Zion Williamson, the only option is to go to Europe mm-hmm. or, sit, or sit out and, and spend the money to work with a private coach. And in both cases, you risk injury and you don't have nearly the exposure uh, that you do with the NCAA. I mean, it's, it's really not a, a choice. I mean, it's not the choice between playing in Europe and playing NCAA basketball at Duke. They're not comparable choices.
2: Yeah, they but just aren't. right. But you're you're not. Um, you, there's no there's no minor league. If you if you are if you have the equivalent ability in baseball or hockey, when you're 18, somebody hands you a big chunk of money. Uh, if you're if you're a hockey player or a baseball player who has the talent that uh, Williamson has, he's already a millionaire. At his age, and he's playing in. If it's baseball, he's playing in A or Double A ball somewhere. And if it's hockey, he's he, he might be on the NHL roster at eighteen or nineteen.
8: Well, right. I mean, diff- look, the NCAA, the NCAA's guilt in this is creating a false morality for the sake of convenience in order to uh, maintain public and legal pressure on kids not to demand their fair share. Sure. Uh, So we basically have criminalized generations of athletes, of NCAA athletes. We call them cheats. We call it dirty money. We call them dirty. We call them all kinds of, um, we call them corrupt. When the real corruption is on the part of the administrators who are are using their likenesses, monetizing them and commodifying them for all their worth, really denying them the full worth of their scholarship because of the money pressures that are put on them to perform, uh, most college athletes can't major in the things that they would like, you know, like to major in, uh, because the, co- you know, the coaches are discouraging you from taking on too much of a course load, you know, that kind of junk. So, so the scholarship, you know, is not a fair exchange either, because a lot of times you're not really getting the, fel- the fair value of that Duke education. Uh, you know, it's predatory lending partly. I mean, that's what I compare it to uh, in today's column in the Washington Post. So so that's the NCAA's role. I mean, everyone plays their their part in this. Um, you know, I don't know when a court is going to wake up, but, the, you know, there needs to be some sort of legal resolution to this. Uh, we've gotten some decisions in the courts that have helped athletes. The NCAA moved a little bit last year uh, based on the Condi Rice Commission, but the the, the, the big white, you know, whale here is – allowing athletes to make a fair wage uh, in the marketplace off of their popularity and their likeness there's no reason in the world why the NCAA should own that instead of Zion Williamson I agree he should here. be able he should be able to wear whatever freaking shoe he wants to wear that he can command money for in the marketplace
2: and and if and of course the team that that uh, beat Duke last night um, not that long ago under uh W- while a guy who was coaching there, who's, I think he ascended into heaven after he died, uh, Dean Smith was the coach. Um, they had kids there playing basketball and football who couldn't read. And uh, well, people are more upset about this thing with Zion Williamson than they were about that. The media basically ignored that, c- comparatively well, again,
8: anyway. Again, you know, a lot of people try to argue, well, but they're getting scholarships to great universities, and that those are worth a lot of money. And that's true if you're getting the legitimate value of that scholarship and that education, but as we discussed earlier, a lot of times they aren't because of academic fraud, as you just mentioned uh, so uh, you know it, it, the scholarship is not enough uh, there's no reason to deprive them of their economic rights uh, it's unjustifiable. you know James Franco goes to Harvard and writes screenplays and continues right. to act, and no one acts like he's doing something wrong you know uh kids who go to, you know, uh, cooking, great cooking schools, or they go to, you know, Cornell for their great, uh, you know, uh, hotel hospitality program, they're all learning how to be professionals, and they're all working uh, part-time at jobs, learning how to cook in restaurants, uh, learning uh, how to be pre-med, how to be pre-law. Mm-hmm. The only, stu- you know, the only students on a college campus that we criticize for having their eye on their profession after they leave school is athletes.
2: Yeah, it's of course. Of course, James, James Franco wasn't getting a scholarship, or neither was the person in the cooking school. They well, weren't. I,
8: James Franco wasn't James Franco yet. First of right, all, and right. second of all, second of all, they get all kinds of free stuff. Like if you go to Yale Drama School, you're getting uh, all kinds of uh, f- you know free programmatic aid. There's a, there's millions and millions and millions of talented kids who are getting all sorts of financial assistance who are getting stages to perform on, who are getting introductions to other theaters. You know, college athletes are performers very much like actors and very much like um, music majors. You know, they, uh, they are, on the one hand, taking advantage of the stage that's provided to them by the university, uh, but on the other hand, they're giving a lot back to that campus, too, in terms of enhancing the reputation and the richness of the university. And athletes are the only, only, only students that we treat like they're somehow dirty mm-hmm. for having their eye well, on their professional future.
2: Well, that's because of the hypocrisy of the amateur purity, as, as if anybody cares about it. And as long, right. once they would get rid of that, there'd be no reason that, for the hypocrisy.
8: But, you know, there's a second underlying problem here, too, and and, and it's race. And no one ever wants to talk about that. Mm-hmm. But something like 70 percent of NCAA Division One basketball players are non-white. And something like 90% of NCAA Division One athletic directors are white. Mm-hmm. And it's a disgusting spectacle to look at now. When you see the money blowing into these universities, when you see people like ACC Commissioner John Swafford making over $3 million a year by skimming the sweat off the backs of people like Zion Williamson, it is a disgusting spectacle.
2: I hear you. And, but th- th- to me, again... I, and I don't disagree with that one bit, but the, you know, if the, if you're a hockey player again or a baseball player, we've had, and I'm sure you've had uh, guys who I can't think about, uh, can't name right off the top of my head in Washington, but we've had guys come here and play for the Penguins uh, who spent, who were drafted uh, in the first round. And then gone off and played college hockey for two years, and then and and come to the Penguins training camp every year, and then gone back to school when and stayed in school. My I, Sally, I've been I covered sports for a long time. I'm kind of doing both now with this talk show, and I don't cover it the way I used to. But I've tried. I've I I've tried. I can't tell you how many times to get a, an athletic director or somebody at the NCAA to tell me why. Basketball and football can't do what hockey and baseball do. And if you watch the if you watch the NCAA uh, Frozen Four this year, if you just check it out, look at the look at the rosters, and if, in the final four, there will be twenty guys playing in, on on those four teams, at least twenty, who are already property of NHL teams. Now, why can't that? Why can't? Why can't this Williamson kid already have been drafted? by by an NBA team, and then gone back to school? What? What's well, I
8: mean, it's an excellent question. I mean, I've
2: mean, i never gotten anybody to answer it. I mean, well, never.
8: It's because they can't answer it, you know? Yeah. Uh, the, and the, the answer, the real answer, is because, you know, they don't want to... Uh, they're doing the math, to be quite honest with you. I mean, look, freshmen used to be ineligible for years and years right. and years. I mean, you used to bring a kid... You, you would bring a Zion Williamson into your campus and and, and tell him... He couldn't even play till he was a sophomore because it was more important for him to learn how to manage his academic load as a freshman and how to balance basketball and his academics.
2: And that was actually well, smart.
8: Yeah, it was a great rule. It yeah. should come back, but the reason it will never, never come back is the reason that it went away in the first place, which is that university athletic departments, the bean counters, the athletic directors, started doing the math, and it, they made an economic decision. They did not want to pay for basketball players and football players on their campuses who were not on the field bringing right. something to the coffers.
2: Hey, S- hey, Sally, I'm up against the hard break, and I'm out of time, but it's uh, it's a good discussion, and uh, I yes. enjoyed the call them today, and thanks for being here.
8: Thank you for having
2: me. Okay, and that's Sally Jenkins of the um, Washington Post, and you check her uh, call him out today at the Washington Post. Uh, it's, it's a good one, but I still, one of these days, I'm going to get an answer to that question. Why can't a basketball or football player do exactly what hockey and baseball players do. And it's because college football and basketball are cesspools. That's why. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. A Coast Guard lieutenant accused of being a white supremacist who stockpiled guns and compiled a hit list of prominent Democrats will remain detained in federal custody after his arrest. A federal magistrate in Maryland on Thursday ordered 49-year-old Christopher Paul Hassenheld held U.S. Attorney Robert Hur says thankfully law enforcement was able to catch the Coast Guard lieutenant before there was
6: any loss of life. The sheer number and force of the weapons that were recovered from Mr. Hassan's residence in this case, coupled with the disturbing nature of his writings, appear to reflect a very significant threat to the safety of our community, particularly given the position of trust. That Mr. Hassan held with the United States government.
2: And in Chicago, Empire actor Jesse Smollett, who, according to Chicago police, had staged a racist anti gay attack on himself because he wanted to promote his career, has appeared in court today. This is SRN News.
10: Dennis Prager has a message for liberals. That liberals are so stupid
1: as to not realize what Alan Dershowitz realizes, that they're the enemy of liberalism is the left. Your foolishness is jeopardizing the future of the, of the greatest experiment in liberty in human history, the United States of America, because you don't understand the left is
0: your enemy. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at noon, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 1250. The Answer.
1: You're an insurance agent. You're also an entrepreneur looking to grow. And what better way to grow than by being your own boss? Owning your own Farmers Insurance Agency has been called one of the best small business opportunities in America. With a nationally respected brand, award-winning training, and your personal experienced business coach, your opportunity to grow is unlimited. No franchise fees required. Visit BeAFarmersAgent.com and start growing. We are farmers. What's
5: inside your match? affects its price, comfort, and durability. But most mattress manufacturers won't show you what's inside their products because they simply don't want you to know. How can you know if you're getting the best value if you don't know how your mattress is made? At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that transparency is what's best for our customers. So we have open displays of each model in our showroom so you can see and feel the difference in our products. Visit one of our local Original Mattress Factory stores to see exactly what we're made of.
6: Not so long ago, all mattresses had two sides, and for a good reason. You can flip two-sided mattresses regularly, making them last longer than one-sided mattresses. So, what happened to two-sided mattresses? In an effort to cut costs, most mattress manufacturers cut their mattresses in half. For nearly three decades, the Original Mattress Factory has believed that building high-quality two-sided mattresses is the right thing to do. Visit us in one of our stores or at OriginalMattress.com to see how our products are built right and built to last.
1: The market goes up and the market goes down. But one thing remains the same. Record unemployment means there are still more job openings than people to fill them. And that means you have leverage. They're vying for your attention at AM 1250's Virtual Job Fair. Visit com slash virtual for great local companies ready to offer you an employment upgrade. Isn't it time you got a raise? The Virtual Job Fair, where many are called, but you are chosen. At
0: com slash virtual. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer.
11: Some heavy volume inbound on the parkway west, 79 to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Outbound slows down Banksville Road to Carnegie. Heavy inbound on the parkway east at Good Swissvale to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel and approaching the Fort Pitt Bridge. Outbound slows down Boulevard of the Allies to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. At slow ride outbound on the parkway north, Mount Nebo Road overpass. 279 and we're looking busy outbound liberty bridge and inbound over veterans bridge that's a look at traffic i'm jenny robinson
0: I am twelve fifty. the answer weather
8: we'll see some patchy clouds for tonight with a low of 27 for tomorrow a good deal of sunshine high 43 partly cloudy tomorrow night lows right around 30 then we'll be turning out cloudy for saturday with some rain developing late in the afternoon high 48 rain will continue saturday night and will taper off early sunday I'm meteorologist Danielle Nittle on AM 1250, The Answer.
0: Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The
2: Answer. Hey, how about that weather today? Almost 50 degrees after all that cold and snow yesterday. What's happening to our planet? Must be that climate change we keep hearing about, or maybe not. Um, Dr. Jay Lair is the science director at the Heartland Institute. He's been writing about climate for a long, long time. Thirty-six books and over a thousand articles on the subject. He joins us now. Jay, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, John. So the big story today is about a hoax um, uh, all over the country, the one apparently attempted by Jesse Wallet, but uh, that story was, uh, has you know, it's only been around for a couple of weeks now. Is the climate change hysteria that's out there also uh, based on a hoax?
12: Oh, it's totally a hoax, John. It's the biggest hoax ever perpetrated on uh, society since uh, mankind began. I mean, it's a very clever construct to enlarge government, take away uh, personal freedom, and uh, really create a total socialist world, grow the U.N. Uh, They tried global cooling in the mid-70s when we were uh, cooler, and uh, it didn't scare people enough. And uh, Al Gore came along and uh, correctly decided... But he could scare more people with the uh, global warming, and he's done a magnificent job of it. I used to think he was the dumbest guy on the planet. Now I think he's uh, extremely shrewd, and he's made close to a billion dollars on it. And all the leftists in America uh, have really uh, jumped on it. All the environmental zealots have jumped on it. Uh, we're battling at the Heartland Institute uh, every day, uh, but you know uh, the the media buys their ink by the barrel. Uh, They own radio and TV largely, except for wonderful shows like your own. And uh, we have to work doubly hard every single day to feed uh, accurate information to the public so they don't have to be alarmed.
2: So is global warming what we're supposed to worry about, or are we we supposed to have all switched over to climate change?
12: Well, it is clearly global warming, but they cleverly switched to climate change because the climate is always... Uh, changing and therefore it doesn't matter what happens and where on the planet they can say it's, uh, It's due to man's emissions of carbon dioxide because we use uh, fossil fuels. And there is simply no physical relationship whatsoever between the increase in carbon dioxide emissions since World War II and increasing temperature. We were coming out of a a little ice age that uh, ended around when Washington was at Valley Forge. And you'll recall his soldiers were freezing to death. Uh, we warmed out of that uh, up until about the mid-20th uh, century. But the last 20 years, the uh, temperature has been constant. But what they do is they just pull uh, a few pieces of data, and uh, we call it cherry-picking, and they can claim anything they want. The, the government, NASA and NOAA, put out a report uh, last week saying that the last five years were the warmest on record. And, and they absolutely, it's insane. They they doctor the the. The record, and they do it because that's what uh, the government previously wanted. Certainly, the Obama administration, and by doing the government's bidding, they increase their funding.
2: Yeah, but Jay, it's NASA. They're smarter than everybody else,
12: aren't they? Well, one they, they may be smarter than everyone else, but they are no more ethical. And uh, the ethics of both NASA and the National Oceanographic uh, Administration. Uh, They are totally unethical trying to keep their jobs and increase their funding.
2: So one of my favorite stories uh, was, I think it was this summer or maybe in fall. Um, It must have been summer because it was the hottest day ever recorded in Scotland. I don't know if you know this story. And um, I forget where it was in Scotland, but apparently the the gauge that they used, the thermometer that they used, happened – an ice cream truck – was parked next to it. It wasn't the ice cream that was ca- causing it. It was the engine from the ice cream truck that caused the uh, the temperature gauge to, you know, to go up a couple of degrees, which then was extrapolated somehow by the scientists into this being the hottest day in Scotland. How much of that kind of stuff is out there?
12: Oh my God, it's amazing. The United States uh, till recently had 1,200 uh, thermometers or weather stations sprinkled around the United States. And a fellow by the name of Anthony Watts, a, uh, a meteorologist, a uh, weatherman, uh, got people all over the country to visit all 1,200 of the weather stations. And they found that about 400 of them were inaccurate for reasons, like you said, they were near air conditioning units, they were near heating units, they were subject to uh, heat Islands being in the city, and when when the 1200 were set up many decades ago, they probably gave you a good record. But then civilization happened all around them, and there, the, the record became as absurd as what you just quoted with the station in Scotland near a uh, ice cream truck. Uh,
2: my brother Bill, actually, he was writing for the Pittsburgh Tribune Review, he did a story on that. And that weatherman might have picked it up from the story my brother did, because um, my brother's story got... Legs, uh, and he he. I can't remember the specifics of it, but he um, found just even some places around here in Pittsburgh. Uh, the the place that was used to get the get the temperature here in Pittsburgh was there was something wrong with that, and uh, then the the story went crazy. And he he found out that there were all these places around the country that uh, had had similar situations. Um, but anyway, um, so I mean, if, if how could it be that all of these scientists? could be that nefarious that they would be, know that they're wrong, well, but right, be doing let me it stop
12: for, you, Let me stop you, John, at all these scientists. Well, the I know biggest that. lie of all yeah. is that 97% of scientists believe in global warming. I understand that that is, yeah. is the biggest joke there is. There are scientists, and most of them are academics, who get money uh, through grants that are written uh, saying that they'll find evidence that man is uh, impacting his uh, climate in a negative way.
2: Yeah, I understand that. I know that 97% is one of the biggest myths ever. But I'm just, when I said all these scientists, I meant so many scientists, not all of them. Uh, are all of them that um, determined to make, uh, make us more controlled by government, that they would know that they're wrong and, and, and continue to uh, just spew this stuff?
12: I, I think most of them uh, you described accurately, but there are others that literally hypnotize themselves into believing it because uh, by believing it, it furthers their careers.
2: And, you know, we have um, several already uh, people, people already running for president on the Democratic side who are signed on to the, uh, the Green New Deal. And they have basically said that we have to stop the way we're living or the planet's not going to be here in 10 years or 12 years? Well,
12: I think the, the Green New Deal and the people who support it are the best things that's ever happened to Mr. Trump and uh, conservatives and the Republican Party, because I think uh, objective, uh, level-minded people are going to be hearing about this in the coming months and the next two years, and they're going to begin to realize it is sheer insanity, and would destroy the country.
2: We're talking to Dr. Jay Lair. He's Director of Science at the Heartland Institute. He has a, a piece uh, up now about uh, global warming and the the hoax that it has been and still is Um, give me some of the give us some of the numbers you came up with that show the non-correlation between uh, carbon emissions and temperature
12: well most of the hottest uh, uh, temperatures in the majority of cities around the United States were experienced in the, in the 19-teens, you know, 1917, 16, and in the 1930s. And at that time, uh, our carbon dioxide emissions uh, were a small fraction of what they are today. Uh, so we have, all the physical evidence shows there really is no relationship, no provable physical relationship uh, between the carbon dioxide content uh, and uh, the temperature of the of the planet. And in fact, you'll also recall that they don't talk about carbon dioxide. They talk about carbon. You know, we know carbon as, as soot, coal black. right? And, and uh, they try to scare people that way. There's no relationship between carbon and carbon dioxide other than carbon dioxide has a molecule of carbon in it, but they have totally different uh, physical attributes. But the whole idea is to scare the public. And, and H.L. Uh, Mencken, a famous... Uh, journalists uh, in uh, in Maryland many years ago uh, would often say that the, the the purpose of government is to keep the public alarmed with a series of uh, hobgoblins so that they would run to the government and ask to be led to safety regardless of how imaginary the hobgoblins were well Global warming has become the ultimate uh, hobgoblin for uh, growing uh, government and basically turning us into a, a socialist nation, as so many other nations are. I mean, if you were to enact the Green New Deal, John, we would become Venezuela.
2: Oh, no question. Now, um, the, 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 what you hear all the time is we, have now, we now have more days with temperatures in the 90s than we ever had. And you, in your piece, you say, sorry, that's not true either.
12: That's absolutely not true. We're, we're declining in 90 degree days in, uh, in recent decades. And I uh, published a, a diagram that was extremely well uh, referenced, actually, from government data.
2: And so I'm, I'm with you on this, but I, I, I still think that you as a scientist and me as just a guy out here, we're in a distinct minority.
12: Uh, so we are. You're exactly right. We are a minority, and that's why, I mean, the Holland Institute, we have a half a dozen people who are writing uh, articles and sending them around the country. I'm published uh, somewhere in America every single day of the week. I mean, my job is to look at all the scientific aspects uh, that underpin the global warming hoax and give data to the public in in a manner that they can easily understand. You know, not to get in the weeds uh, with a of a scientific journal, but to translate it into things that the public can understand. In the article that we're uh, discussing here about the fraud of the hottest uh, years. Uh, is is one of those articles I've covered virtually every aspect of it and just write. I mean, that's uh, I, I write five hours a day and and review all the textbooks and all the data uh, to be sure I am uh, I'm correct and uh, usually I am. I must say that in that article I I made a glaring error. I uh, m- made a statement about uh, the fifty United States in nineteen thirty six. Well, or... there weren't. <laughs> there the, were not fifty. There states were fifty were 1936. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just, I just uh, screwed it up. And, yeah. you know, when you write as much as I do, you make right. tiny little mistakes. But the enemy, you know, they want to find, they want to destroy things that I write by finding some tiny little uh, meaningless error.
2: Yeah, I've been there. Um, so, um, but wh- how quickly are you dismissed by the, the, uh, the respected scientists? When I say respected, I mean by the people who are pushing this agenda.
12: Well, immediately and totally, but we really are a large group of scientists that uh, uh, recognize uh, the fraud, and happily, uh, President Trump uh, appointed as his uh, senior uh, scientist in the White House for the National Security Council uh, a gentleman named uh, Will Happer, who is a physics emeritus professor from Princeton University, and he is totally on our side, and the president has just uh, decided to establish Uh, a committee or panel on uh, climate change, which Will Happer uh, is going to head up, and I think we'll continue to see uh, more and more information that we think will continue to public. My articles, I get dozens and dozens of very positive responses Mm -hmm. uh, from the public that was dying to see some serious information to support their recognition that this thing is a fraud.
2: What made you... Skeptical? Were you always skeptical, or was there a time when you were accepting this and it just took your looking into it to, to change you?
12: No, I've been studying climate for uh, about 40 years, and I'm old enough to, to remember vividly in the mid-70s uh, every single popular news magazine, U.S. News & World Report, Time, Newsweek, every one of them had a cover in the uh, around 1975, 1976, uh, describing the coming of a new ice age. I remember. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so realizing that global cooling was the fear then, I started following it very closely, and then watching uh, people turn it around, recognizing that it really had nothing to do with science at all. It had to do with scaring people in order to get them uh, to do what uh, they wanted them to do, which basically is to grow government, uh, give up personal freedoms. And the idea of uh, doing away with fossil fuels, I'm writing on this all the time. I mean, uh, the, the wonders of fossil fuel are, are totally amazing. I mean, we've driven uh, the cost down of natural gas and uh, coal power and oil. Uh, dramatically. We're the richest energy country in the world now. We produce more oil, natural gas, and coal than anywhere in the world. We're now exporting it and these crazy people want us to give it up and uh, run on wind and solar, which are totally impossible. They're not even environmentally friendly when you dig down and you see what it takes to create a photovoltaic cell to have a a solar farm or how much material is required uh, in a wind turbine that only runs when the wind is within a narrow range of uh, of velocity.
2: I got a last question for you, nothing to do with global warming, but where are you on recycling?
12: Well, uh, there is not a community in America uh, that doesn't have to use tax money to recycle. They, 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 under no circumstances, ever uh get enough money back uh by collecting and washing and storing uh things so it, it's not uh a good economics to the average citizen but it makes people feel warm and fuzzy by putting <laughs> stuff out at the curb in the blue uh in the blue plastic barrel
2: so so what would have happened if nobody had recycled for the last 40 years Nothing.
12: (laughs) Absolutely. It was zero impact on our economy other than the companies that make some money out of handling the recycling or the employees that pick up the recycling at the curb. But essentially, nothing. Uh, the only benefits is it does make people feel like they're doing something for the environment. In, in fact, they're not.
2: But I have to ask you because I'm, I'm running out of time. But I'm talking not just about economically. Where would the planet be? Would we all be uh, inundated by gar- you know just covered with garbage no. or what?
12: What? No, what? we. Have, you know that that happened. There was a, a barge traveling around many decades ago with garbage, and no one wanted to accept it. And yeah. we thought we're running out of space <clears throat> for garbage. No, we have ample landfills to take care of. Uh, of all our waste for uh, eons uh, to come, and we handle it better, and and uh, we we do take some stuff out that's usable, but we do not have uh, any garbage crisis at all, and never will. I mean, if you fly as I do from <laughs> the east coast to the west coast in the air, nobody lives here. You know, the yeah. whole uh, the whole population of America would fit in one county uh, in Texas. You know, we, we have uh, nothing but land.
2: I've thought exactly the same thing every time I phone over uh, flown from you know here to California. Looking down there, you the garbage you could dump and nobody would ever know it was there jay i'm out (laughs) of time i really appreciate you uh uh, taking the time with us and i'm never going to recycle again so thanks (laughs) thanks john a pleasure all right and i'll be right back why get stuck with a medicare plan that leaves you at a disadvantage Medicare open enrollment season has been extended through March 31st. This is John Steigerwald. Take advantage of your final opportunity this year to make a one-time switch to real Medicare coverage that includes traditional Medicare Part B and the Part D prescription drug plan. The team at Marley Financial knows Medicare is confusing. They know you have questions, and their team of experts can guide you through all the options available to help you make the best choice possible. A comprehensive Medicare plan that lets you access any doctor or hospital you want without a referral with lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none. A Medicare plan that's focused not just on cost, but quality. Don't get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses. Call Marley Financial today, 724-884-1496. Deadline is March 31st. That's 724-884-1496, 724-884-1496, or visit MarleyFG.com.
11: Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Not only do we have great grills, but also the best hot patio heaters. We are the nationwide distributor for Bromic Radiant Patio Heaters, the very best patio heater that you can get. The Bromic Heaters use the same radiant burner technology as our Solar Infrared Grills, so they heat up fast and keep you warm so you can enjoy your backyard grill and outdoor living spaces into the night and all year round. Bromic heaters have stylish contemporary designs that fit perfectly in backyard and restaurant patios. We have gas and electric models to suit most installation needs and a portable gas heater that directs the heat where you want it, not the bushes and walls like the mushroom heaters. For top quality performance and aesthetics, you want bromic radiant patio heaters and Solar infrared grills. Learn about these amazing grills and heaters at besthotgrill.com. That's besthotgrill.com, besthotgrill.com.
6: Do you know where your mattress came from? If your mattress is from the Original Mattress Factory, you can rest easy, knowing that your mattress was hand-built right here in Pittsburgh. And every Original Mattress Factory mattress features American-made materials, from our supportive inner springs to cotton padding to our shock-absorbing box springs. You can even stop by our factory to take a tour and see our team make your mattress. Can the other guys say that? That is the Original Mattress Factory
13: difference. Visit us at OriginalMattress.com. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free. I want to personally thank all my Plugin Pest Free customers who have taken the time out to call, write and who have left messages to thank me for ridding their homes and businesses of unwanted rodent and pest problems. So from me to you, I thank you. Plugin Pest Free is the only scientifically tested and more importantly consumer proven electromagnetic pest management system since 1995. Why put up with those annoying rodents and pests any longer? Plugin Pest Free is 100% chemical free, making it your safest bet to manage your rodent and pest problems around your family and pets. With a 60 day money back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. So order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code radio20 for 20% off and free shipping. That's gopestfree.com, promo code radio20. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget, go pestfree.com today.
4: Premature birth is the number one killer of babies. Those who survive often face birth effects and complications that affect them for life. For hundreds of thousands of families in the United States, this is the hardest thing they will ever have to face. And it's even harder on the baby. March of Dimes is providing education and support to families and funding life-saving research to give every baby a fighting chance. You can help. Do something today. Give them tomorrow at marchadimes.org slash tomorrow.
0: This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The
2: Answer.
9: Well,
2: uh, Let's uh, finish up with some sports here. I, I've i been um, looking at Twitter here today uh, during the breaks and uh, the uh, Steelers situation. Kevin Colbert met with the media today. Kevin Colbert's a really good guy and a straight shooter and a, just a you know, you couldn't ask for a better type of Pittsburgh guy to be the general manager of the Steelers. If you're in the media and you want somebody to deal with, he's not uh, the most accessible guy because he just doesn't. He's not interested in in um, hearing his own voice, and uh, he's just not. He doesn't care about being on television or you know, or any of that stuff. But somewhere along the line today, he's, he talked about Ben Roethlisberger's, uh the the other players on the team being like Ben Roethlisberger's children, and there's all kinds of stuff all over Twitter. You're going to see it in the uh, and hear it in the sports media, read about it. Um, uh, this in, this soap opera with Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell and Ben Roethlisberger, and, and the national media are all jumping. A uh, lot of them are jumping all over Ben Roethlisberger, and some people blaming it on him, even though they're. Th- 500 miles away from the Steelers' locker room. It's become a nauseating soap opera, okay? The, the Steelers' soap opera, which is what it's become, is has officially, in my mind, reached the level of nauseating. It makes me want to, how do you say, puke! Just when, kick off. The, the scary thing is it's like six months or more before they play their next game, we got to put up with this all the way up till training camp in five months. Just shut up and kick off. It's, it really is puke material. Sometimes it makes me happy that I'm not covering all sports anymore. See you tomorrow.
0: The John Steigal Show is a production of AM 1250 The Answer and Salem Media Group.